0: It's funny to me how famous last words are very rarely the actual last words on any subject. Today's episode, as you might guess, is absolutely no different. In an episode just a few months ago, we took a deep dive on the still-growing resurgence of all things vinyl. Yours truly uttered the fateful words that, at the very least, we'd never have to circle back on the subject to cover another now-defunct format like, say, cassette tapes? Fast forward, yep one more pun very much intended to today's episode, and we're here to actually do exactly that. Peruse the digital merch table on the ongoing resurgence of everyone's favorite, and oftentimes spaghetti-strong, once ultra-portable medium. Grab your number two pencils, rewind those reels, and let's talk cassettes, why we love them, and are they really worth our love once again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce.
1: I'm Eric Sargent.
0: And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are here this week, a uh, big week, end of the year, rolling into the, you know, the Christmas holiday this weekend, all sorts of other you know holiday fun and cheer going on. And what are we choosing to talk about? What's next for the cassette tape? Yeah, <laughs> um, That's, there you go.
2: 2022.
0: 2022, H- and hitting we are actually talking, machine. hitting the way back, but it's also... I, I, in all fairness, I did not actually go back and listen to it, but I seem to remember us making an offhand comment during our vinyl episode many months ago that, you know, what are we going to follow this up with? The resurgence of cassette? Yeah. And then what hits the news cycle a month or so back? But look what's making a comeback. Yeah, it's kind it's of the uncanny, cassette yeah.
1: Tape. yeah, I don't, I mean, again, I think we touched on it a little bit in that vinyl episode. It's, it's one of the things I, I mean, I get, and maybe it's the era that I'm from as an old or whatever but like I get the vinyl thing you know dropping the needle the tactile experience the spinning record all that kind of stuff we've talked about
0: sense memory on this show and what that means right
1: yeah Yeah. and you know and I I don't feel like you know the audio quality is not the same as if you were to get like a lossless file from a digital master you'd have every bit of the sound across the whole spectrum you're not getting that kind of sound off of vinyl but vinyl has a sound you know I don't feel the same way about cassettes. Like, I don't have that same warm, fuzzy feeling about cassettes. Yes, I bought them because when I was younger, that's what you got your music on. And that's what your car had in it to
0: play. Sure. Right. It was a technology of convenience, not necessarily a technology of quality. Like, I, I, I would wager that cassette absolutely has a sound it's just never once been a sound that i've lusted for after 2001
1: yeah (laughs) Um, exactly there's no i don't feel like there's a lot of ups i mean you know yes vinyl records can wear out you know it's a physical medium and dragging a physical medium across a physical medium as can a cd
0: or i mean
1: yeah but i feel like they're a lot longer lasting i remember vividly having issues with tapes You know falling apart stretching breaking Mm -hmm. getting warp sounding getting a hiss you know the 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 metal tape running across the metal to do the reading is a event i mean eventually all that magnetic stuff is going to wear off it's not going to sound good you know i just i i don't feel like i don't get the resurgence there because they're you can do the same thing on your phone. You can download all the songs you want to on your phone and actually store a lot more than you could on a, you know on an audio tape with better quality. Even st- I feel like even streaming audio from like not lossless streaming audio, but just regular old streaming Impressed, audio still has, Spotify, yeah. still has a better sound quality than your average audio tape would audio cassette tape would.
2: Yeah, and I think like the big difference, like a difference between the cassette and the vinyl is like, cassette was much more mobile, right? You would like bring it with you or yeah. have it in the car. Vinyl, that you were doing it at home. Like the process of listening to it was was different, right? The the cassette you could bring with you, and I, the like, if we're gonna listen to cassettes now, like I, then you have to bring another device with you when you're yeah. out. You have to walk to have a Walkman. listen. And,
1: yeah. yeah, or or have to retro your car with a cassette tape player. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. well, I'll say, okay, so but that's no joke about the walkman thing though because so what prompted a lot of this discussion was you know, there was a few articles that dropped on several outlets i think it was late october early november about yep. like perceived cassette tape. i shouldn't even say perceived it is happening like yeah. don't get me wrong they're not out there selling tens of millions of cassette tapes but taylor Swift's a... not putting her new album on cassette i don't think but well actually <laughs> are did. yet <laughs> she did yeah no she, she did on yeah, cassette
1: yep
2: i thought she just the vinyl and that's what tanked the
1: well yeah she did i mean they put it on both yeah but i oh, mean wow. a lot less on cassette i think they do oh, yeah. it as a novelty
0: almost very point, yeah but, a novelty yeah. purchase kind of thing but but really about the walkman so um obviously with the huge resurgence on the vinyl side that we did talk with a few months ago eric something you did mention for sure on that episode was about how a lot of the raw manufacturing capacity for that vinyl has been lost over the decades because it wasn't in active use it, it had fallen to the wayside so the crunch on the vinyl space created a a big, 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 uh, you know, backlog of demand. So some companies have really stepped up their tape game to still try to fill that void for they want something retro, they want something that's, yeah. you know, again, novel, but it, all, it checks all those boxes. So an example of that, and this came from a Rolling Stone article back in, it was October, um, Is a French company, RTM Industries. Their CEO came out and said that they, they had made the equivalent of more than 2 million miles of new tape to allow them to service demand yeah, wow. and what that's looked like in kind of the not post vinyl. Cause it's still going on but like post the resurgence of vinyl is, you know, someone can reach out and, you know, re- and, and wait months to get a vinyl order filled right. just because of, you know, the, the time investment and what it takes to do it. Um, a similar order for cassette, they can literally have that turned around in two weeks.
1: Yeah. So they're able to get that retro thing in their hands a lot quicker. Yeah. And and I, I do remember when, when cassettes very first started to sort of come back, that was a yep. thing. Like you you could get new albums on cassette as like a novelty, but mm-hmm. if you wanted a blank cassette tape they're really they weren't almost around. impossible you had, you had to buy new old stock you had to like some store some radio shack that closed down 10 years ago <laughs> yeah. had some tapes in there and they got stuck in somebody's garage and now they're and on now ebay they're selling them. <laughs> <laughs> seriously you can still go on ebay and buy tapes you're going for like five to ten dollars each that's great for a blank tape it's right. ridiculous they were so, a nickel i mean not to be yeah, that they were old they were literally like a eBay. nickel yeah
0: uh, um but yeah, it's just when you consider like the months, the months down to a few weeks. So I have nothing to back this up, but it may, that really draws a picture for me, that, for me that makes a lot of sense. You have a lot of these touring shows getting back on tour right now. A lot, a lot of them for the first time since the pandemic. Yep. So when you think about where in the streaming world that we live in, where do a lot of these brands make their money? It's at the booth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's selling. to yeah. Cody, you've talked about that a lot. Like the importance of the merch table to these bands is enormous so to be able to at a even somewhat not only just reasonable cost but in a reasonable timeline lay your hands on something that you put it out there on that booth and people are like like i just think you're going to get people that because also cassettes are less expensive you can get them at a price point that people are going to make as an impulse like the thing they bought when they were at the concert kind of thing yeah but you're still selling it at a crazy margin where you're printing money that you're never going to see on the back end from like a spotify right Right. Yeah. All that goes directly to them. Yeah. At those booths. But, but then that same company, I just wanted to bookend the Walkman comment that in that same Rolling Stone article, RTM was talking about, they started to put out the capacity for these tapes and then realized, well, wait a minute, we're building inventory for tapes. People are going to need devices to play them on. So they've actually put out a portable player. That's like very, uh, you look at it and you know what it's, it's, they say inspired by a Walkman. It's it a Walkman. It's just like yeah. it's it, it's a for, but it's ninety nine dollars. Yeah, Geez. Like, they're they're making money off those Walkmans. I feel like they are. I feel like the margin is solid on a ninety nine dollar Walkman yeah. in twenty twenty two. Yeah. So
1: there's, and I saw when when researching for you know us talking about this a little bit there there was a um there's a company out there and i can't find the uh the name of them right now but they had they are refurbishing old walkmans basically you go on there right. and they they're going through from beginning to end they're cleaning up the plastic they're going in they're replacing gears they're replacing the motors they're going in there and doing all of the refurbishing so they're essentially like new they're going for $200 oh yeah it's crazy it, I mean, it, it- I, 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 but even so I you know, would
2: imagine it's like a generational thing, right? Like, like you said, <laughs> that you like vinyl, like sure. Like but I mean, know, that's we the thing. Were. Vinyl
1: wasn't necessarily my generation; it was my. But it was like it was like the, was like the but, older
2: thing to come yeah. back, right? And now right. that like maybe yeah, the, I mean the we younger had.
1: We had vinyl records at my house growing up. We mm-hmm. had like a big console table sure. that you opened up. It was like a radio and you opened up the top and there was like a, a record player then my, my dad's old Zeppelin albums and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we had there to listen to. And it, you know, so that, that's why it has that sense memory for me. But growing up anyway, it was all cassette tapes. That's all there yeah. was. Cause there wasn't, there wasn't compact disc wasn't really popular yet. It was out, but it was like a thousand dollars for a player. So most people didn't right. have them, um, mm-hmm. you know? So, and I had my little, like yellow sony sportsman uh sport yep. walkman you know with like the, mm-hmm. the
0: the rubber the, on, on rubber all the seals i remember that i had yeah. and, and i just you know,
2: suspect if it's i like, had one for mowing the lawn yeah you know, like <laughs> exactly. we want to use vinyl because it's the older thing right and then since yeah. we had cassette and got a better thing it's like okay we, but the younger than us didn't have cassette so they're like oh let's try cassettes that's, out that's right neat. it's like the yeah
0: but what's funny, like, I, I keep coming back to that Rolling Stone article, but Cody, it's so funny you mentioned that because they do address it. Millennials, so the, the generation we're talking about, mm-hmm. 42% more likely to buy cassette tapes than any other distinct generation. Yeah, Interesting. Okay. So, so it is the us's. Like, we are going to these shows and being like, Ooh, I remember cassette. buying that yeah. cassette tape. <laughs> well, and I it's mean, just I, like...
1: <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I did buy a new cassette tape. I mean, I I went out, the, the Raconteurs put out a new album and I... I picked it up on vinyl and then on a whim was like, ha, a cassette tape. And like, I bought it just because I thought mm. it was funny, you know? Sure. And, and, and I have an old, um, cassette player, like a, a right. deck, you know, like mm. one yep. that would go in your stereo system. I, entertainment it's, actually, center deck. Yeah. it's actually a more recent one because it actually has a USB port on the back. So you can Ooh. record from your cassette tapes onto your computer. Cause Got I did, it. I bought it for that purpose for that for purpose out, because yeah. I had, um, and I was going to talk about this one. So now's the time, I guess. Um, one of the things that I liked about cassette tapes back in the day was, so in the in the before times, um, aka the late 90s, um, I, <laughs> I was living in San Francisco going to college and I went to a Ben Folds 5 show at the Fillmore West in San Francisco. Great show. It was awesome. I actually went with my mom, which is a hilarious story, but um, <laughs> she came out to visit and we went to the show and everything long story short, but, um, it was a great concert. It was like right before Thanksgiving's really cool. Um, you know, and then we kind of went on with, you know, the vacation and I ended up moving back home, like, you know, a year after that, or whatever, finished college back home, all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking about it going, man, I'd love to listen to that show again. It's so bad that you can't do that. And you know, the internet was starting to come to fruition a little bit more. And I started looking around and I found a, God, this is, I feel so old talking about this So back in the day, there was a thing called a bulletin board system where your <laughs> dial up modem yep. would dial in and connect to like a DOS screen yep. and you would go into those groups and talk. So I would go into that bulletin board group and there was a guy who had concerts. It's what he had. So you'd go in and I asked him, I said, do you have the Fillmore West, you know, the 1997 Fillmore West show from Ben Folds five, uh, just before Thanksgiving. Yep. I've got it. Okay. Well, how do I get this from you? And he said, you send me four tapes and I'll send you the one back. So I sent huh. him four blank tapes. He recorded the show on one of my blank tapes and sent the one tape back to me. I of course sent him a stamped envelope to return it in and all that kind right. of stuff. So it was the cost of po- postage and four blank tapes. And he would exchange it for a recorded concert. That was like his, his deal. So That's I have, awful. I have a tape of this concert that I went to in 1997 and it and i could there's um there's a song that he has where they you know say give me my money back he says that yeah. in the thing so there's a point and i know it's the right concert because there's a point where this yahoo in the audience screams at the top of his lungs give me my money back um and, and, and it's on it. the recording and i'm like okay that was the one That's i was it. at so it's it was legit, kind of, you know, crazy yeah it was kind of and it was cool to in, a, in like a time like that where now you'd go on the internet and find it and download it and all that kind of stuff and in the before times, it was a much more manual process, but I was still able to obtain it and me, on a cassette well,
0: tape. Yeah. Well, and, hey, hey guys. I think we found out where all the cassettes are coming from today. It's but, this guy that was that bringing guy. in a bunch of four one back <laughs> <Yeah>. in 1991. <laughs> He's got a yeah. stockpile, exactly. He, he he was he was gearing up for this time. He's like, I know some point down the road, these cassettes are gonna just be my meal ticket. and then here we are. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was it was an interesting time for music anyway back then because you couldn't you couldn't do that. Like, and I remember. So, I I liked I'm originally from vermont so fish is a band that i know a lot about because yep. they're from there you know so we would yeah. go to their concerts because they would always be around at ben and jerry's and other places and they were just around so they actually had a college project um that the lead singer did that they called Gamehenge, and it was basically like a, a fantasy world that he created kind of like a la token you know and yep. and he created it and he did a, songs like he made it like a musical Um, So you would have all these stories about this far off Mm -hmm. world and it was enough to fill a cassette tape and you they they played it in concert one time in its entirety and never again. So that was like the holy grail of like a fan was finding that cassette of that recording. And now, of course, you can find it on the internet and stuff. You can get that stuff anywhere. But back in the day, it was like impossible to find. So the same kind of thing, people were hunting for that cassette tape of that, and people would make recordings of it. And of course, it's a recording of a recording of a recording. So it would get worse every time somebody recorded it. So, you know, another downside to tapes, but you know, there's that, and I feel like that's kind of the crux here of what we're talking about. That's, that was one of the good things about cassette tapes that's lost is that discovery aspect yep. of it the sharing aspect of it of course it came later with you know downloading songs mp3s all of that stuff but
0: well sure i, I think it's undoubtedly we can say with certainty that n- these things have never been easier to share like it's never right. in history been easier for me to say hey eric i found a song listen to it like we're talking yeah, about exactly. a literal two clicks and a send mm-hmm. yep. if that but to your point, and I can't agree more that there are many social elements. Like the technology has yes. never been simpler. The social interaction, there is a whole lot to me missing. Um, I, for me, it's and we've referenced it a few times already. The concept of the mixtape. Yes. Is yep. lost. Because and I do have friends who said, Well, yeah, but I can just make a playlist for someone and share it with them. And again, you're right. It's never been easier for you know, a good friend of mine you know for many years did it for me every single year before we would all meet up at Dragon Con in Atlanta. He would make a custom playlist for all of us and we would listen to it together as a group that whole weekend. That was yeah. very, something very special. But even that, with all the technical, you know, zeros and ones around it, yeah. has to me, anyway, elements missing around the very, very intentional process of assembling a mixtape for yeah. someone or just getting a song onto it and, and handing us one say, hey, you really need to listen to this. Right. Like there's just there's a like, social thing. It makes me, there it makes me wonder because,
1: you know, again, being an old, that was like a thing you did. With oh, yeah. your girlfriend in high school, right? You would make her a mixtape and profess your love in song love to her that. on a mixtape, yes. right? You know, do I? I really want to know. Like, if anyone is listening to this from a younger generation, does that still happen? Do you make a playlist for your girl or your guy? Like, is that a thing that still happens?
0: And what social network are you using to send? Now, right? So, you know, it's like <laughs> it, just,
1: it makes me wonder. Like, does that sort of thing still happen, or is it? is it just gone? Is it just something from the past now? Cause I don't, I don't know anybody young enough to I, ask that kind of question Oh, I don't so. know either,
0: <laughs> but, but I, but I do think there are just, cause yes, there's obviously the, you know, the obvious trope of the romantic element to it, but sure. I even just think I, this extends well beyond cassettes, for example. But I can think of several times where, um, you know, over the years, like it would be summer break from school, and you know a friend that you really hadn't seen or talked to you much since school ended. You're going to see him again in a few yeah. weeks or whatever. But you get that phone call on a Saturday morning. Hey, whatever you're doing, go turn on, I don't know uh, whatever MTV, yeah. whatever. There's a song <laughs> that you need to hear. Like I have vivid memories of a very dear friend of mine yeah. doing that one time, and it would end up being a song that is one of my favorite songs to this day. That was the first time I ever heard it was. Cause they know I was never a big MTV person to begin with. They're sure. like, don't roll your eyes, go turn your TV on and listen to the song. I'm like, uh, okay. And it was like, it was a really great song. And like that, so you bring it back to cassettes. You talked about discovery. I just think there's a lot of social cues and elements that are lost in the discovery process because yeah. now discovery is a search box, an algorithm, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, someone's a deciding for
1: you what the next song is. Some well, algorithm well, is deciding for you.
0: But even if someone you know is sending it to you, sure. the, I just think the signal to noise ratio has just completely changed what it means to walk up to someone and say, heard this thought you would really like it. Go listen to it and tell me what you think. Yeah, that that interaction even today is just different.
1: It is. Yeah. And, and, and it's I feel, probably me
0: being an old, but <laughs> yeah,
1: well, and I mean, I feel like it's sort of, you know, again, we've talked like down on cassette tapes a little bit but like that's one of the upsides to it was that was always a great experience for me taking a mixtape from somebody putting it in your walkman or whatever pressing play and And discovering the music one song to the next as it went on you know and some would be duds some would be great i wouldn't like this one i do like this one and then you would know like oh hey you know this new band nirvana that just came out like i heard their song on here like i'm gonna go buy their whole album like you know that's how that's how you spread the love of music was through mixtapes like that. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's kind of missing again. Yeah. Like uh, we've talked about it in previous shows. Like now, most of the time when I'm just wanting something to play, it's just go on Apple music or Spotify or whatever, and just hit shuffle and like, let it just some what it's going to play.
0: is going to pull up something. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that that aspect may have bled somewhat over into, and I know I said this about cassette tapes, but Praying to God, we're not going to end up sitting here in six months doing a CD episode. But um, I literally was thinking, uh, but I I think that at the very least, what we're talking about did make it into um, like. The burning CD era, because that was more yeah. mine. Like for sure. you, it would have been yeah. cassette mixtape. I mean, sticks. I did, for me, I
1: burned some discs too. I definitely Sure,
0: but, but like at specifically that. Let's just call like mid-teens into early college age yep. window for me. That was burning CDs for someone. Like I vividly yep. remember my freshman year of high school. A good friend. Like I, I went. I went to a. I went from a tiny little private school to a very big, you know, state university. New two people on the entire campus of 50,000. So I, I really did stay very closely in touch with a lot of my friends back home. And one of them sent me this. I, I'm pretty sure I still have the CD somewhere <laughs> in my possession somewhere. And it was just, it was, because what, what triggered that memory, Eric, was you talking about someone sending you that, that mixtape and then yeah. just putting the Walkman and just listening to it. And I do remember doing exactly that. I had the, the my red Walkman CD player. Sure, yep. And I vividly remember walking around the campus listening to like end to end I, I don't know I even if I do still own it I guarantee you couldn't play it because that cd literally got you know burned into the ground right. by several <laughs> and, and but it was at least at the time where I could then take those songs off and I, I'm sure questionably legally now that I think about it put it into my iTunes yeah. collection yeah. and there I had the music but that that act I feel did survive even digitally into the burning cd era mm-hmm. And then we ended up in what was MP3 players, and then the iPod, and then you yeah. have other episodes of our podcast. But well, yeah, you know, I definitely burned yeah. tons
2: of CDs. That was like yeah. when well, I got a car, I had the sleeve on the visor that oh, had like ten yeah. slots oh, that yeah. I had all the stuff burned in. And then
0: because it's Florida, the elastic would slowly start to give way, so the CD holder would just hang down Droop. lower and lower and lower <laughs> till it's time to replace it. Oh yeah, um, but full circle back to vi- geez, nah, vinyl. Jeez, that vinyl. Full circle back to cassette tapes. Um, I, I do think, but send, sense memory, like we talked yeah. about earlier, Eric, some of the, one of the, some of the coolest things you said during the vinyl episode was about, you know, the pops, the crackles, sure. you know, feeling the grooves on the CD. Like for me, I do vividly remember both for better and for worse, like the very tactile feelings of pressing the play button, for example, on a cassette yep. player, like there was because VCRs of the time had a very, they didn't later on, but at the time, like the big, like out of the late 80s, early 90s yeah. VCRs had those very similar the top, similar. that would pop out and uh-huh. slide the thing
1: in and push it back down. Yeah, all those. So,
0: you know, cassette tape, you know, VCR tape, that, that, you know, videotape, that, a lot of similar sense memories there. But then I said, for better, or for worse. The other one is that horrible, horrible horrible feeling i didn't even have to see it that feeling when you eject the tape and you just knew from That's the sound spaghetti. it made yep. that you were pulling out spaghettis <laughs> of tape out yep. of the and then you
1: player. get out your handy number two pencil and put it in there and just start <laughs> winding right. that bad Find boy back up. in which is funny so. i was actually doing that because i the the tape player i have upstairs i actually for this episode i actually found the cassette tape of that 1997 concert i have it over oh, on my wow. desk and and it was like in the middle of the tape and i was sitting there absent-mindedly at my desk on the phone with with a, a partner just talking to them helping them with something and i was i had a pencil oh, and i was rewinding it. the tape with a pencil and I, then i realized what i was doing while i was doing it. i was like oh okay i guess that's just something that can still happen every once in a while so
0: i guess so i I will give too much inside baseball on myself. I won't admit what age I was when I learned the number two pencil trick. <laughs> I was entirely, too, I spent entirely too many years in my younger life. Quite a butter knife. Using your pinky. my pinky. I mean, until my pinky was would raw. Get rawder, right? yep. Raw. And, and I remember a friend of mine doing the, the pencil thing, and I just stared at that, like, I oh. am the dumbest human <laughs> on planet earth again i will not admit what age i was but it was far too old to have just made that realization
1: but yeah i mean so. i feel I, I feel like you know it's it's cool that they're making a resurgence i yes. can i don't feel like it will stick around as long as vinyl will there's something i, I was just gonna say it feels about it
0: yeah, this feels far more faddish yeah. than the vinyl thing. Like, yeah. I, I do see vinyl hanging out longer. Um, even even from a technological perspective, Eric, you talked mm-hmm. about, again, keep referencing back to that episode, and we talked about some this episode. There are, I don't want to get into the near religious debate about whether or not it actually sounds better or not, right. but there are definitely differences yes. in that vinyl. And many of those differences can be perceived as better, depending on what your liking is. Right someone would have to try very hard to make the case for me that those still very clear differences are anywhere near as much in the, this is better in any way, shape or form category right. with cassette yeah. other than it's got the nostalgia factor. We've already talked about it's much easier, cheaper and more readily to produce right now. And you're grabbing that, you know, very, very key, you know, um, millennial market. That's sure. kind of, and kind they of like sitting cassettes. right. Yeah. Well, and I, hate that generation, is sitting right in the middle of that we're finally making a little bit of disposable income part of part of our lives where uh, (laughs) we will plunk down way more than that cassette tape was ever actually going to be worth but we want it for our shelf of things we don't want to own anyway
1: yeah I mean one of the things that cements it for me that it won't be around as long is is the longevity so back in the day you're talking records in the you know 70s and 80s they were very thin, like you could shake them and they would actually like wobble, right? So there were some audiophile pressings back then that use 180 Mm -hmm. grams of vinyl when they print it. So it's a much thicker um, Mm -hmm. record. Most of the ones that come out today are 180 gram. So all of the new music that's being put out on vinyl is a lot more robust. Those records are gonna last a lot longer because they're using more material when they make them. You can't do that right. with a cassette tape.
0: It's you can't still, put
1: more tape in it, thicker it, tape. Still, it doesn't. That it doesn't do It has to anything. be red, right? Right. So it, it's you know, it, it's you can't make those last longer. They're going to stretch. They're going to warp. They're going to hiss. They're going to break. They're going to turn into spaghetti. And the you know, twenty-five year old refurbished player that you bought when the <laughs> when the belt inside there because they were belt driven. You know, when the belt comes off and it just tangles all up inside there, and you have to pull it out and try to repair it. I remember having to go and. I worked at a radio station for a little while and they had cassette tapes for their commercials and they would break all the time because they used them so much mm-hmm. and they wouldn't yep. go buy new tapes. They would literally repair the tapes, So you'd pull it out and they had a little splicing machine and you would do a splice and tape, up tape mm-hmm. and tape it and then wind it back in. And you know, so if you want to do that, I guess cool, but
2: <laughs> Hey, VHS is up next. More tape. Everyone's just going to buy tape. Yeah. Right.
1: VHS tapes. That's yeah. And that's... those can get moldy and everything. Oh yeah. And... Uh... So can cassette tapes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that mold gets all on the head and then it won't it it, then that more hissing and it's just just Yeah, i feel like cassette was like
2: that middle ground in between cds for it was like okay cds is much better like (laughs) those last longer like those yeah that's why cds took off
1: so Mm, much you know when they started coming out and once the once the players got cheap enough that anyone could afford them it was accessible it was and then i just i remember going into those music stores back in the day the ones in the mall that used to exist fries and those kind of places you'd go in there and they would have almost all cassettes and then like a little section of cds and then slowly cds grew as cassettes shrunk until you just couldn't find cassettes anymore and it was Mm -hmm. all cds in there and then you know ipod comes out and then the cds start to disappear and now the music stores are gone so and (laughs) then the vinyl stores are back so here we go
0: And 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 technically the iPods all disappeared too. True, um, (laughs) very true.
1: They did. I still have one though. I still got my my classic. Yes.
2: Um, I don't know. To all this talk, like about tapes and all this stuff, it just it, it makes me feel, you know, wonder if this like nostalgia driven stuff is like. New, right? Like a thousand years ago, was it like, oh, you're using that shiny thing that, that we used to use, and now I'm gonna use it again, or like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that's the I'm, silly I'm sure, a silly example. I'm sure
0: there was a thing, but we are also in this like age. I, I don't of, know, age of stuff. Well, I mean, we. I, have, I, I so I, I, stuff is coming yeah.
1: back, though. The
0: sextant is the definitely sixth. coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I, I I do think Cody, to your point though, it's like a new thing,
2: right?
0: Like, (laughs) well, I'm I'm sure nostalgia is not a new thing. I mean, the Mm -hmm. the human capacity to look fondly back on something from before used to be for sure, right? Because it's a connection to either youth or a time past or a thing you no longer have or a person, what have you. Like that, that is a real thing. Mm -hmm. But at a thing level i do think that is a relatively recent construct yeah. i mean I don't mean the last yeah. two decades but recent in the scale of human history recent and i do think it's because we frankly have more crap to be nostalgic right for we're replacing
2: things business. with with minimal upgrades like in between right, so right. Like, well, yeah. and we're
0: replacing things at a mind-bending pace i mm. mean it is, it is again a relatively recent thing to tear through quote unquote what we think of as disposable items even at the rate that we do versus Mm -hmm. the concept of this is a thing i'm going to buy it once and have it for a very long time if not for always that concept is
1: definitely going long gone Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Uh, so i i do think that that turnover of devices or type and then by extension the types of devices builds a capacity to then connect to that thing you had for a short window like Mm -hmm. in the scale of my life my time with my red walkman cd player was a very very specific window of my life and i'm here to tell you it's not coming back Um, (laughs) (laughs) um but it's still tied to very uh very certainly like those were high school years and early college years and like the thing like that that is a time of life that a lot goes on yep. and that stupid red walkman cd player is like a very tangible touchstone to that to that time right. in my life and it's not like i still have that or just another walkman today so that thing is gone as is that time in my life. So therefore they're almost interconnected in a way that you have to have that cocktail that I don't think that always existed in, in eras past where, right. you know, you, you had, I'm going I'm to be way over simplistic. You probably had the same wagon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, yeah. really like I, I think about my first car and how, unfortunately how many cars I've had since then. <laughs> um, go, like we don't have to go that far back in history it would be like, you did have, if you had a car, it was the car for a very mm-hmm. large amount of time, yeah. especially compared to the windows in oh, which yeah. I tend to swap them out. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, so I, I remember my first car. So yeah, we'll have to do an sure. episode on that. Yeah,
2: I think it, like like you said about like curating the playlist and making the yes. cassette and giving it to somebody. It, like like you said, Spotify has those things now, but it's it's so easy that it's you don't even almost care as much, right? It's like, oh, oh I no. can just whip something, send it over. You don't have to think about it that much. So it's like
1: And also you don't do it as much either because they already have curated playlists. Mm-hmm. You can go in there and listen to the pop playlist or the top ten yeah. playlist or playlist based off this guy that I already yeah, like. Exactly. Yeah. And and people just do that. Like nobody thinks like, you know what, I want to put together a series of songs from a bunch of different artists that I think would go good together. I don't I don't think many people do that unless you're like DJing a show or something. Yeah, I
2: feel like now it's like specific, right? It's like there are groups of people that probably still do that, but yeah. as a whole, probably not like before. It was like, oh, well, I'm driving around. The only thing I have to do is listen to music. I might as well <laughs> make yeah, something. Put together all know. my favorite songs. Yeah. yeah that mm-hmm. kind of stuff
1: because yeah. there's no way to get that. But now, of course, you go in and you favorite them on Apple Music and then you mm-hmm. just go in and you press shuffle on your favorites and then you get your own little playlist of fa- It's just,
0: yeah, it's and, become
1: and- so easy that, that doesn't yeah. seem like a concept anybody is, goes is for. Anymore.
0: Is it so easy? It's lost some of the meat, some of the meaningful—not yeah, well, meaning, but totally. meaningfulness. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally.
0: I, um, I do think some of the impact. I'm going to bring it full circle, real quick, Eric, to what you said about you know handing someone you cared about, for example, a mix and say, "Hey, I made this for you." Right. I do. I do think part of what built a lot of the value of that interaction was the person receiving it knew. How much literal time and effort and investment it took to do it, and because of it was not an easy thing to do. It's not like you had a bank library of music that you were drag, even dragging and dropping. Going back to even the CD version of that was still much simpler. You went to your iTunes or whatever your music manager of choice was. You drag some stuff into a CD. I mean, the literal act of making a mixtape for someone was frankly arduous like painstaking labor of love kind of stuff. Yeah, I had to go buy I the mean, there spindle was, of CDs at there was, the store. Like,
1: yeah. With a, with a tape, you know, you get a 90 minute tape, you get 45 minutes a side. You have to make sure that the songs you're putting on there, you don't want 10 minutes of space at the end of each side. You need enough songs right, to right. fill each side and you want to make it meaningful. So you're you know, oh, writing, you're writing the down the math and out it, all yep. the tracks and make mm-hmm. sure they fit as close as possible. So you only have a few seconds of over, you know, like it's, it just it's it's a lost art. I think it's something that is not practiced anymore, and uh, yeah. at least with a frequency that it was in the past.
0: So. Well, then you had the show off friends who had like the really nice gear who could actually. Uh, I did have a friend who had this stuff, and it blew my mind because they it took talent to do it. Also, he had the gear necessary to actually make mixtapes where you could pull in from multiple sources. So he would do like actual time it out so they would fade from song to song like oh, DJ yeah. style. Yep. That was genuinely difficult. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, that an effort took actual effort. Like yeah. he would do that. And I actually do, do think he went on to like, he wasn't DJing, but he went on to something tangentially related to the music business. And um, I, I just thought that was, you know, really, really cool. So yeah, I just really do the actual literal investment of time and talents and just the, the effort factor, I think added so much thud factor to the, here's this thing I made yeah. and it's for you. And, you know, we, it's not a big stretch for anyone to realize the connection that we all have or at least most of us have between like music and very certain emotions and like that. So you're taking this thing that's very ephemeral and very feely and then turning it into a physical object. You could hand someone, there's right. a lot packed into that. So bring it full, full circle. What I said, I think what, what I think we've lost in the March of the technology is that, and I tried going into this episode really hard to think about, okay, what I'm sure there is, and I'm just not thinking of it, but like, what you said we're neither none of us on this show are good people to ask what the modern equivalent of this thing is because none of us are in a position to actually need to use it (laughs) but i would be i would be curious to know like what is the thing that has supplanted that in the hey here is this expression of you know again intentionality and meaning and thought um I, i i hope to god it's not here's something that'll influence your tiktok algorithm to know right. that i'm thinking of you yeah, that what, i will be sad forever right that's what that i was going to say i was going to use
1: <laughs> i was going to use tiktok as an example like you know my expression of love is like doing a tiktok dance and sending it to you that's like <laughs> That makes me feel I, I
0: try very, very hard to be optimistic for humanity, but if that turns out to be true, I might be signing up for a trip to Mars. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think a big thing that plays into it too is like, like you said, the physicality of it. Like, you're yes, it's not just in your phone or in an app. Like, I have this thing and that has the music on it, or you know, right. as silly as that sounds, right? Just holding it in your hand, like, well, putting but it it's also something
0: tangible we did talk Mm -hmm. about how these things do fade over time and they fail or they get ruined but on the flip side eric you just you literally just said a few minutes ago you still have that one cassette Uh you know what i mean like that it's been a lot of years and still a thing you have like yes buried in my spotify account are those playlists that dave made me over all those years for and i will never like
2: i have a few of them yeah I, i
0: swear i keep All of the, I keep Spotify only because I know that's where those playlists live and they're like really, really meaningful to me. But it's like, if those ones and zeros were gone, that's gone. Like, there is no physical manifestation of that thing that that he, you want to talk about thought? I mean, he, I know this because I know him there is no doubt that each and every one of those represents days of his time. Cause that is a passionate love of his collecting music and putting it together in very, very intentional ways. And like, those are so meaningful. Like those, I think of them, like I think about some of the things in my collection on that shelf over there, like very physical objects. I think about those playlists no differently yeah. than, my, than one of my first iPhones that's sitting over there on that shelf also m- important to me. And, but it's like that iPhone barring me being an idiot, isn't going anywhere. Right. Spotify drops my account or my playlist. Yep. If, they, if they gone. have a
1: database problem and all that stuff disappears. Yeah. There isn't a way to have a backup of that. So, yeah. so that,
0: that, that, that physical, the physicality aspect of it is, you know, sure. I got the memory and that's, you know, but I don't know. I do sometimes miss that the physicality of the thing that, that yeah. ties to even something so digital. Mm -hmm. yeah agreed yeah or analog (laughs) i i I used
1: to have i had this little like pleather case that could fit like i don't know 15 12 15 tapes in it you know Mm -hmm. and i i kept it all the way from childhood and there's i still i still have it upstairs there's a few tapes in there and that was one of them there was a, a couple there was a guy that i knew who did um uh like improv comedy. And he has some of his early him and one other guy would do this like two man improv thing where they would just, they worked at a radio station, they turn on the mics and they just start making up scenes. And I still have some of his tapes. Um, of, of him like making those recordings and everything. So I, you know, I saw and that's why I got that tape player with the USB so that I could record those. So like that concert from 1997, I have it up on my, my Google drive now digitized so that hopefully it'll be backed up. And if something does happen to the tape, I won't lose that concert forever. Um, but you know, yeah, it's nice to have that physical object still too. It's pretty cool.
0: Completely agree. Oh, yeah. totally. I, I, I'm like lost for thought right now because I'm, I'm genuinely trying to think because we are as a species, I think cyclical by nature to a certain degree. So Cody, to your point about nostalgia and whatnot and how that, you know, the way we're expressing it today is different than in times past, but I do think it is just part of a human condition to in a certain extent to be nostalgic for things. So it does actually make me wonder the vinyl thing makes perfect sense the cassette thing makes a certain amount of sense. I hate to say it. I think we will be having a CD episode at some point. (laughs) It will happen
2: eventually. Oh, it's
0: happening. But but I do think, is that the last possible expression of that line? Again, nostalgia is not going anywhere, but nostalgia for, because the CD was really where the, going back to physicality, that's where that train ended. Mm -hmm. Like that was it. What followed it was like, I don't think we're going to be able to see a resurgence in MP3 players.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I want the iPod to come I back just to said podcast. It. <laughs> to I podcast.
0: Gonna <laughs> I so it could be a real podcast.
1: I want someone um, to listen to our podcast on a pod device.
0: Well, maybe we'll <laughs> come go buy one. to <laughs> the podcast itself being nostalgic. I right. don't know. Yeah. But, uh, we we always have been late to the game around here. Exactly. But um no, but I, I just, it does make me wonder, I'm, I'm lost for thought on sure we could one day have something about CDs or, but I, I don't know what extends far beyond that. Like this has been an interesting trip over what's now spanned like a number of years because mm-hmm. the vinyl resurgence wasn't yesterday, but also wasn't 20 years ago because it was right. still a thing so we've, we've watched that happen, and now the CD part's happening. It it, it literally doubled between two, from 2020 to 2021. It doubled in production. I mean, d- doubled in demand, I mean. And then that demand held steady is looking like through this year. So yeah. it's the thing that's here at least and likely still has some uptick to it. But I just don't know what follows it. And even if, let's just say, CDs was the thing that did, is that it for right. that Oh my God! I'm being nostalgic for the thing we're being nostalgic about. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, you know. it's just And then where does it go from there? I think that's just. But I think there's a much bigger. As this show always does, I think there's a bigger narrative to as things become completely digital i mean obviously we've been in the digital age for a very long time this show exists because of it but i think as things become completely digital and watch me bring it full 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 circle to several things as we talk about things like the metaverse and the blockchain and just all the um all these other attempts to make very very digital things have physical manifestations cody to your other point Nostalgia could fit into that in a very, very interesting way. Like, at what you know, how do we as humans adjust to becoming nostalgic for digital constructs that never actually existed in a physical sense? Mm -hmm. And we already have certain versions of that like cody i know you happen to like real i mean i enjoy it too but you really enjoy like anime for example Mm -hmm. i'm sure there are shows long past that you are very very like that that have a very specific connection to a time in your life
2: yes of course
0: yeah and, and sure you might own like the physical manga from it or you might have it on dvd or what have you but there are still just I think there's an interesting narrative to be had as even those physical manifestations become less common and we have opportunities to become nostalgic for things that were never physical physical in any real way, other than they existed in a server farm somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And I don't doubt in our ability to do that. I'm just fascinated by what it means for our brains.
1: You just, you kind of made me think of something. It kind of, it very much kind of circles back to what we were talking about earlier with that, that concert of mine, I went out searching yeah. for a piece of media for a in-person experience that should not have been recorded.
0: In the first place. But yep. someone
1: snuck a recorder in and recorded it. So now I get to re-experience something that I was physically there for that would, normally would just disappear into the ether. And, yep. you yeah, know, that, and I think that that's what, you know, there are movies like that. They there preserved there, it for you. Right. There are certain movies that probably came out on VHS tape. Way way back that people watched, and then they never had any budget, so they were never put on DVD. They aren't played right. on TV. There's just a couple thousand tapes out there in a landfill somewhere of this movie, and you know this one person remembers it and wants to watch it again, and they can't find it. And that that will definitely happen for digital. You know, oh yeah, can...
2: there is so much lost media already. Stuff yeah, that like oh, appeared I, I, once I, I... or was on TV and no one recorded it. You know, right. they didn't yeah. keep
0: it and. I I will give you a very, and Eric, this was not planned by the way, but you couldn't have set me up for this better. I will give you a very time of year appropriate example of exactly what you just described. Um, there is a, my family has some goofy traditions and I'll leave it at that. (laughs) But one is, and this goes all the way back to like my youngest childhood, probably too young considering the film. Um, my mom and then later my mom, my brother and I, um, every single year as far back as i can remember watch national lampoon's christmas vacation Of course, yeah around the weekend of or christmas eve would have Fair. around christmas <laughs> yep. every year but i feel like that was a movie now it's obviously always been like a cultural icon but These things going back just a couple decades, we're not, you can just walk into any store and be like, where's your copy of Christmas vacation, a movie that had come out 10, 15 years, even before that, like there was a time where if you didn't buy it in the store, when it was in run, you're, you're SOL, you know what I mean? So our copy happened to literally be, and this is where it comes full circle to this episode. Um, a copy that my mom had recorded from TV, TV. <laughs> onto a tape. With the commercials and, and everything? Everything. <laughs> and we knew exactly where to fast forward the whole nine yards but you want to talk about a tape that had been ridden to its end i mean by by it was getting to the point where every year we wondered if it was the last year that tape was going to make it end to end without (laughs) just completely giving it up and then i i don't know what big box store it was but it was it was around the time when like the deep it was well it was around (laughs) when dvd had really enabled the industry to just i mean don't get me wrong they printed cash doing it but they went back to their archives and said what are all these crazy films that really didn't get reproduced all that much we can throw onto a dvd for 18 cents and sell for (laughs) 9.99 and Mm -hmm. every person who walks through a walmart is going to pick one up again because of the nostalgia and i've vividly remember the the, the day like all of it and we came across christmas vacation on dvd and again this was pre i mean today i could walk on amazon and have it in two days but that wasn't even a thing yet it was very early dvd times but i mean you would have thought we found a solid brick of gold yeah (laughs) and that christmas when we watched it i actually think we still have the the vhs tape somewhere again because of the physical that physical Physical, thing yeah but watching that movie a just in dvd quality compared to that vhs tape was like seeing in a movie theater no commercials Um, no commercials wasn't cut for tv so there was like all the scenes (laughs) were there i mean this was a movie i'd watched in that format for a decade plus you got to discover new stuff (laughs) absolutely like parts of the movie i had either never seen or it had been so long since i saw it in its entirety anyway that was a really (laughs) meaningful moment seeing it that way but had it not had the technology not enabled it to be reproduced in another form there would have been a point in time where that would have been lost to us yeah because we didn't possess it in vhs mm-hmm. the well, ability I, to just go out and get it was very difficult and it would have, that would have been lost to sure. us without I mean, it I our a, holiday tradition
1: i have a i have a again we've veered so far off of cassettes but we'll wrap it up here soon but um i have a perfect example of that again with vhs tapes with with what we're talking about things that are god i
0: hope we're not signaling a vhs revival but anyway keep going but um
1: (laughs) you you unless you purchased a copy of it in the store like you just talked about when it was in the stores you cannot find the original theatrical cut of the first three star wars movies
0: Correct. Unless you have it on that VHS tape. Which I do. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, so you have to have that. That's the only format. You can't get it on DVD. I think maybe they might have put them out on Laserdisc. So if you have a Mm, Laserdisc player or something, you might be able to get a version of it on Laserdisc. Those are pretty hard to find over all those versions. Very So They're worth a ton of money now because everybody wants to watch the original theatrical cut and they won't put it out.
2: Well, what's funny is because George Lucas, I think, said... At each version that came out, oh, this is closer to what my
1: actual vision was. This was, was my vision. The, this was Yeah. yeah.
2: The CGI dubax. you know. All right. He had well, those in his head. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I've got one word to wrap up our show with then McClunky.
0: McClunky. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said this with more meaningfulness, but on that actual bombshell, I think we'll wrap this one up (laughs) as we've now, in absolute true solid state fashion, started at cassettes, made our way back to vinyl, traipsed through the Metaverse VHS tape laser disc and then McClunky. Um, there's just no more fitting way for, uh, for us to not quite wrap up the year. We have one more to sneak in there, but definitely a wrap this up as we certainly go into again, a Christmas holiday weekend. And just, um, it's hard to believe we're what 32 episodes in. I think this is at this point quickly approaching our, our one year mark coming yeah. up in just a few short yeah, that's months. That's kind of crazy. So it, it really, really is. So, um, it was obviously a very, very intentional thing for us to kind of pick at those nostalgia strings around this time of year, as at least I know it is for me and my family. It's just, this is a time of year to really slow down and think about a lot of those things and the year past and the year ahead and all of that. So, um, you know, looking forward to what's ahead yep. uh, anything else you guys want to uh, drop in on on this look back on i can't even say what the street face the cassette tape look forward to our uh, vhs and cd episodes coming, coming soon. <laughs> you just committed us to those but that means we're also dropping in not only laser disc but eight track so and, buckle and, up and mini Nicole. disc yep <laughs> And <laughs> Retro <it>. Tech Month. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Well, you know, thank you all again. And uh for the actual end of year look back, we will catch you next time. Later. Later.